0: Welcome to the MOB Extras Yankees Podcast. I'm Tim McMaster along with MOB.com Yankees reporter Brian Hoke back for the off season Brian but we are still on the road in Boston of all places to record this podcast together we're at Fenway Park and ready for game 2 of the ALCS as we record this but we're talking about the Yankees so we don't want to offend any Yankee fans with that but I want to let people know why they hear an organ in the background but let's get before we get to the off season let's look back a little bit on 2018 uh, a year in which the Yankees won 100 games but it feels like right now like a bit of a disappointment right absolutely
1: and this is something that several of the players including CeCe Sabathia had said during the course of the year you know they're on pace for a a terrific year 100 wins as you said a big improvement over the 91 uh, the year before but they had the misfortune of being in the American League East looking up for most of the year at a Boston Red Sox team that was setting a franchise record for wins so yeah I think there's a a bitter taste in your mouth if you're a Yankee fan right now I mean uh, 100 wins a lot of good things happened during that season they hit more home runs than any other team ever has in baseball history Uh, obviously went to the postseason uh, gave the Red Sox a pretty good fight but at the end of the day Boston moved on the Yankees did not and I think that uh, for any Yankee fan to look at that as a success I I don't see that so I think uh, yeah a bitter taste I think for a lot of Yankee fans right now and uh, they're probably hungry for uh, 2019 to start already
0: and it should be an exciting off season we think we will get to that but one more thing on 2018 it was Aaron Boone's first season obviously first season ever managing in the big leagues most of the year i think there was a pretty positive vibe as far as the fan base and how everything was going but in that boston series He did fall under fire a little bit for the use of the bullpen and and who he went to when. Um, When you look back as a whole on 2018 and and Aaron Boone's first year, I guess let's start with the good. What did he get right with this Yankees team?
1: Well, I think he was exactly what the Yankees wanted when they hired him. Um, Obviously, came in with no prior managerial experience, and that's a tall order to come into New York City, deal with the Yankees, deal with that media market and everything that goes along with it. And for the first half of the season, he looked like a genius. He was, he was working, all the buttons were pushing, and I think uh, part of the reason why I always thought that Boone would be a good manager is he had great players. He had a great roster, and uh, they did the job. All he had to do was basically fill out the lineup card. I think that in the second half when the injuries started to mount, and they had to mix and match, and they started to play generally 500 ball, and Boston was pulling away, that's when I think you saw some of the strain there. I still think overall he did a pretty good job, but uh, in the postseason I really felt he got exposed, especially in that division series. Um, just the, the bullpen moves, as you mentioned, did not work out. Some of them he stayed with Severino, for example, for too long. Um, I, I think that as he goes into 2019, what you're going to see is uh, he'll start to kind of have a better feel for the game and, and stop managing so much just by a script. It almost felt like when you're watching him in those postseason games, some of those decisions had been made at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and he was just sticking to them as 9 and 10 o'clock approached. And uh, you need to have a little more flexibility there. Uh, but you, you know, for a first year on the job. I think give Aaron Boone a B. Uh, he, he did an above average job. Look, 100 wins, 100 wins. Uh, but I think the, obviously the Yankees are, will be looking for more in 2019.
0: All right, let's look to 2019 and the offseason that's coming up before that. Um, this was supposed to be the big free agent class. It, some of that luster has been lost for different reasons, but there's still two big-time guys out there and Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. Um, and you just assume that with the amount of money the Yankees have to spend now that they've gotten under the luxury tax, um, they're going to be involved. When you look at those two guys first, Who's the better fit at this point?
1: Well, yeah, and this is, uh, this is what Hal Steinbrenner and Brian Cashman were talking about, why they made such a big deal about staying under 197. And as Cashman said, you know, mission accomplished. So now they are free to go, and they are going to spend that money. If there's one thing we have learned uh, that the Steinbrenners always when money comes off the books or money becomes available they do sink it back into the roster and uh, so I would think that considering D.D. Gregorius's injury right now I feel like the Machado uh, makes a whole lot more sense uh, you know that's no uh, that's not breaking news there I, I think there's always been a lot of talk about Machado coming to the Yankees at some point I remember we were at Camden Yards I saw Yankee fans walking around already with Machado jerseys so it's pretty crazy that those already exist um, I I guess uh, it's definitely a possibility. I think they, they could very well spend upwards of a, a $500 million this off season. They just back up the truck and, and get what they need. Uh, I think what they need most, though, is starting pitching, and that's why I think Patrick Corbin is going to be so appealing to them. But Machado, for sure, it's easy to dream about what a Yankee lineup would look like with him, Aaron Judge, John Carlos Stanton. I mean, that, that's just crazy power right there.
0: Now, how does that infield look, though? Because obviously with Didi out, the Tommy John surgery, he's going to miss, you would think, April, May, and some time. But eventually he's going to be back. And you have Andujar, and you have Torres. You throw Machado into the mix. How does that all play out for 2019?
1: Well, for 2019, what I would do if I were the Yankees, I wouldn't count on Deedee. Anything you get from him is a bonus. You can't keep the clock on him because we all know that rehab can always have setbacks and it never quite goes the way you think it is. I mean, Aaron Judge was supposed to be back in three weeks, right? And it turned out to be more like seven and a half. So, I think that would be a mistake to count on Didi at all. Um, if you get him back, that's fantastic. But in the meantime, it's, say you put Manny Machado on the Yankee roster, I, I think you make him your shortstop. You keep Gleyber Torres at second base. Uh, maybe you trade Miguel Andahar, Maybe you talk about moving him for pitching, and then you can slide Machado over if Didi does come back. Uh, I think that all, everything's going to be on the table for Brian Cashman this offseason. Uh, as of right now, what he could do is just – pencil in glaber torres as their shortstop i think he would be the best in-house option they have right now but i think they're also going to check on uh, everything that's out there and that includes trades and free agency
0: cc's a free agent haps a free agent obviously they brought him over at the trade deadline it sounds like they'd love to move Sonny gray if they can so there's other openings in there patrick corbin alone isn't the guy but there are guys coming up, too. So if you get Corbin, do you leave those other spaces for Justice Sheffield and the kids that are getting pretty close now?
1: Yeah, I think uh, you definitely want to keep an opening there. And don't forget, they may get Jordan Montgomery back at some point from Tommy John surgery. Again, not a thing you can count on, but it's possible. So, uh, yeah, I think that there's uh, some exciting arms in that farm system they, they will be looking toward. Uh, maybe they do bring a J-Hap back. Uh, maybe they re-sign C.C. Sabathia. You know, he made it very clear he'd like to come back that would be his top priority but he's 38 going on 39 and going to have knee surgery again here so some definite question marks but I think what the Yankees have done here over the last year plus they've been looking for starting pitching they didn't really get it a whole lot Jay hop actually pits great you take away that ALDS start against Boston and uh, his time as a Yankee was fantastic he did everything you could have asked um, I, I think that you could do a lot worse than bringing him back but I think they're going to try and upgrade over that as well
0: Sheffield, you got a chance to see him in September. He came up. Um, Do they still are they as high on him now as ever? As a guy that can they can plug in?
1: Yeah, I think so. I I think that the stuff was raw, and you you expect that when a guy comes and makes that jump to the big leagues. I think he's got to work on his command, and uh, those are just things that come with time. But I will tell you, the one thing about Sheffield is he's got this mature demeanor around him that almost makes it seem like he's been around longer than he has. And that's something that Aaron Judge had. Um, you, you sense that when Judge first came up, too. I think Sheffield's kind of got that same aura around him. And I know CC Sabathia has talked a lot to this kid. They, they've stayed in contact. They've been texting all throughout the season. So I, I think that anything off the field... He should be pretty well prepared for it. Now it's just a matter of getting in between the white lines and facing big league hitters because there, there's really no substitute for that. You know, you can face as many guys as you want at double A and triple A, but that jump to the big league is a big one. And um, I, I think that he's going to come in in spring training and he'll be competing for a rotation spot for sure.
0: If Corbin decides New York's not the place for him, what would plan B be as far as a, a frontline guy in that rotation?
1: Is Andy Pettit still available? I'm not <laughs> sure. You know, you know that's really the kind of thing the guy uh, they needed this year. Uh, you know what? I think that J-Hap would be a great fallback for them. Uh, maybe you don't go in making him your target one. And I, I mean, Corbin's not really an ace. The people I've talked to have said he's more of a two or a three. Uh, if Corbin came to New York, I think you're still looking at Severino as your ace. Maybe Tanaka's your two. And then Corbin fills in and and that's something the Yankees need they obviously need uh, better starting pitching going into this year Uh, but I think uh, certainly Jay hap would be probably a fallback option that they could do I think he enjoyed his time with the Yankees he enjoyed the idea of of pitching for something and and being back in the postseason and I think uh, New York seemed to agree with him for sure
0: do you think as this offseason gets going and and we get into November and then December is this going to be a situation with the Yankees hit fast take care of their business quickly and go out and just say, these are the guys we want. Bam, bam, bam. We're taking care of it.
1: Well, you know, it takes two to tango there, and I think that the the Yankees will definitely be aggressive in the free agent market. I think they're going to be aggressive on the trade front. But, uh, you know, we've seen these off seasons be slow to develop. uh, uh, Except for the top premier talent, a lot of those names have hung around on the board into January and February. So, all right, we'll see what this year's uh, free agent market looks like. I know the winter meetings are in Vegas this year. I wouldn't expect anything to happen before then. That's in early December. So, um, you know, there, there's always a possibility of a quick strike. They can go in and blow one of these guys away, but I think uh, it's going to take some time to develop. And I, I, I'll tell you what, I do not plan on sleeping much during that week in Vegas, and not because I'll be at the blackjack table. So I'll tell you that.
0: You won't be allowed to. You can stay in your room, stay on the floor for sure. All right, this has been good. We're back at it. MLB.com Extras Podcast will take you through the entire off season For Brian Hoke, I'm Tim McMaster. Thanks for tuning in.